Ebullient greetings. I'm your host, Jackie Bird of Jackie Bird Spiritual Wellness, your guide to stress and anxiety relief, mindfulness, awareness, self-care, self-love, and personal growth. Welcome and thank you for joining me as we roll with peace in mind. Today's riff is Are You On The Right Train? Riding On The Urge. These episodes feature people who are doing their thing, they follow their heart and their passion, and they create how they want, what they want, when they want, and they are riding on the right train. Today's spotlight is Tanushri Tandial. I'm going to say to our listeners, I have not seen this woman in 11 years. Wow, that's a lot of time. <laughs> yes, we keep up with each other on Facebook, so that's a good thing. You guys are the reason that I am even on Facebook because you all were like, "Are you on Facebook? Are you on Facebook?" And I'm like, "No." And they go, "Oh, you must get Facebook. You must get Facebook." So I had to get it when I when I came back uh, from. <laughs> I was like, okay, let me get this. <laughs> so yes, this is one of the beauties of Facebook. So how are you? I'm I doing great. You. you know pretty much all of it. Yeah. But for our listeners, I'm just going to give a little background. I met Tanu when I taught in India. I was a guest teacher in India. I had the honor of, of being there and I was working with the dance works. And so Tanu was one of the very young teachers there <laughs> that I got to know and be friends with. What has been interesting and very fascinating to me is to watch your journey over the years and to see how you were, you know, once a part of this company and that you've gone out on your own. So before we get into that, I want to ask you, or I want to say, introduce yourself to our listeners. Oh, okay. Hi guys. I'm Tanushri. <laughs> Hello. Namaste from India. Uh, uh, I I'm I've been dancing. I have been teaching and choreographing for the last uh, 11, 12 odd years. I pretty much started when I met Jackie, and that was my baby years in dancing, so to speak. And um, I now live in Mumbai, and I run my own company, TR Dance Company, and I have a lovely partner who has helped me through the journey. And uh, we. We have kind of put our company out there on the basis of love in the sense we wanted to create a company, a, a dance environment where love was the only, uh, you know, energy, so to speak, flowing. And uh, it wasn't, it wasn't about competition. It wasn't about, you know, uh, more people, more instructors, more students. It primarily was a place where we could just express ourselves and our love for dance. and. Um, that's suddenly it's 10 years and I didn't even feel it. <laughs> that is pretty extraordinary because what, what was um, interesting and fascinating, I like that word fascinating, to mm -hmm. me was when I met all of you, you were part of this company, but you all kind of like cattle in a way, if I can say that. And um, yeah. <laughs> you all worked long hours and, and you all were working very, very hard. And to see that, a lot of you branched off and found your own voices is mm -hmm. is extraordinary because a lot of time people are part of these this you know an atmosphere a company atmosphere 
and they're frustrated because they're not expressing themselves in the way that they feel they need to. And so they don't have that opportunity, but at the same time, because of the stability, so to speak, of the situation, they won't leave. They'll stay there. Maybe the paycheck uh, that's cute and it affords them all these creature comforts, but there's a, this hole in their yeah. chest that yeah. that's not being spoken to. So again, what's interesting about you uh, for our listeners, Tanu to me is, and you still are the future politician. Like I keep <laughs> feeling like this woman is going to, it, whether she wants to or not, end up as a, a big <laughs> voice in her culture. And so <laughs> I, I want you to talk a little bit of how culturally for you, it was a really a big deal for you to step out, particularly based on the role of women and what women tend to do in India. Hmm. If we were to discuss uh, women and how their voices have or have not found space in our culture, then we'd be discussing a book. That's going to take centuries. <laughs> but, but yeah, just in my own nutshell, when I was growing up, um, girls had a certain way chalked out for them. Their careers were kind of decided. What they would wear was pretty much decided. And for all practical purposes, who they're going to marry was decided. And um, going into dance was obviously in that way a massive deal for my parents. They didn't quite understand. Not that I had taken up any other career that was very easy. I was about to become a journalist. But uh, that itself would have been some a proper paycheck, a respectable job. People will know you. You won't be like you know dancing around, so to speak. So it was still a little more acceptable. And um, but when I did speak to my parents about dancing, uh, the first thing was shock. First was how are you going to pay your bills? Yeah. What would it exactly mean when you want to say you'll become a dancer? What does that mean? Because we don't have Broadway, so. We, we have Bollywood, right? And that's not so cool for Indian parents. <laughs> so uh, initially it was just that, that how are you going to make this look respectable, A, and B, how are you going to earn any money out of this to pay your bills? And um, well, the bill part was real. I figured that out <laughs> the hard way. I learned it the hard way. But uh, yeah, so culturally speaking, it was, it was a shock to my entire family. But uh, my parents managed to kind of deal with it really well and they came out supporting me. They used to pick me up and drop me because Delhi was not a very safe city for women. And we couldn't be traveling outside after 7.38 by ourselves. And my dancing hours were unearthly. They would get over by 9.30, 10, which is unearthly in Delhi. <laughs> so, uh, so they'd be picking me up and dropping me to places. And I know my dad has actually had his dinners sitting in his car, you know, picked up a sandwich or something because I was in class. So I, I really, I'm grateful for them for that. And uh, once I moved to Bombay, that again was another big one because yes. here I am. Here I am becoming marriageable age. I'm 23. In two years time, I should find myself a nice husband and settle down. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm moving to Bombay. And they were like, what? <laughs> That's a whole other city. <laughs> and um, I just I just left. I, I moved and I had really no money and I didn't want to take money from them. So I stayed with the friend 
and i stayed with him for 2 years his mom was a was a blessing i would say because she really took me in and we started the company together wow so it was a little difficult especially coming from a city like delhi where girls are not free to move easily post 7 o'clock we can't dress the right way we have to be covered and dancing needed me to be in leotards and hot shorts and all of that so it was a scandal if i may say <laughs> <laughs> but i live to tell the tale <laughs> and i think again as i'm watching from afar and i'm looking at these posts i'm going that dagon tanu was a badass i mean i always thought you were a badass <laughs> So when I saw you <laughs> exhibiting badassery, I was like, "Go ahead, girl," because the the wow. thing is, <laughs> as I've always teased you about being a politician, you know, we don't always have to run for an office to be a politician, so to speak. I mean, you, yes. I think what you did and that you had the guts to do that. I was just over here amazed because I had some idea of the roles of women girls uh versus men in India and so when I saw that you had moved to Bombay I went oh Tanu go ahead girl you start this dance company I'm like oh that Tanu man so I cannot <laughs> imagine the young girls that you have affected by stepping out on your own and I'm I'm very grateful to your parents for allowing that and not getting in your way. Yes, yes, that is true. I owe it to them. Now, did you have other family members that looked at you and were like, "Oh, oh yes. What is she doing? Oh, yes. Wait, I have to do the head. <laughs> what is she doing? Oh, Tatanu. What did the yes, that head I love so much. I love that so much. What what, what were your other family members were they talking uh to you directly? And- I- I'll tell you a very funny story quickly. Yes. So there is something called a a dance bar which used to have which used to exist in Bombay and what happens there is men come and I mean it's a strip club without the stripping. It's just a dance bar. Okay. So men come and women dance and they drink and that's what it is and I mean it's not even as classy as a strip club if I may say that. And um uh one of my uncles who was asking my dad so what is anu doing in bombay i mean why bombay and my dad said that oh she is a dancer uh oh and uh, i don't know why he poor fellow he didn't use the word choreographer because dancer just whole it blew the whole thing open and my uncle was like oh she is dancing in bars oh and my dad just didn't know what to say i mean he was like um No actually she's uh, she's teaching and then he just kind of swallowed the pill and you know did his best <laughs> to recovering from that but yeah people actually thought i was dancing in bars <laughs> to pay my bills oh my gosh <laughs> that might have been a better payment option <laughs> so i mean it's been 10 years for you now do you yeah. still have resistance within in uh, your family among some members or have the, have they gotten a better understanding of what it is that you're I doing i think they have i think they have and the best part has been my family in the village it's easy for you know families in delhi and bombay to kind of they now television has done a lot there is so you think you can dance in yes. india so you know yes. they kind of understand what's happening but my family in the village is also proud of me because they see me on youtube and they see that i have dance videos and i'm teaching and they see all these things they see my website 
so they have actually kind of opened up to the idea that one can be a dance teacher and a choreographer and still deserve respect <laughs> girl that's why i said you're a badass so <laughs> let me back up a little bit when you how did you get to da- the dance works how did you even get there I just joined a class you know it was my regular community class I was after school hours my parents were like she's a good dancer I was an Indian classical dancer so they said let's put her in something that will get her a little more Fred Astaire quality obviously there was no tap dance and my dad was a fan so uh, he put me in the next best thing which was dance works because they had jazz Wow. And uh, there I was going every Monday and Thursday with my water bottle <laughs> and learning 5 6 7 8 and I just jumped into it as a regular student and uh, went there for twice a week classes and over a period of time got picked up for training and became an instructor. That is amazing. That is amazing. So when you became an instructor, how old were you? I was 20. Wow. Now, I I'm just going to tell our listeners a little bit about dance. For the most part, you are 3 years old when you start taking dance, and it is kind of unheard of, especially if you're a woman, to really start your dance career at 20. For a lot of things, I was kind of um an anomaly because I didn't start dancing until I was 15. So I am definitely of the the mindset that you can do whatever it is you choose to do and you can't allow the mindset of the people around you and the mindset of the culture to stop you. Yes. No one knows your heart but you and you have to step out and trust that what you want is going to happen for you. It may not happen for you tomorrow, but it will happen for you. And you are an extraordinary example of that and I'm going to back up a little bit in terms of when Atanu and I met okay you had been dancing about 3 years by that point when I met you uh yeah two and a half ish yeah we were, I was about 22 when we met yeah okay so for 2 years of dancing this woman was already looking like she had been dancing for years that's why I remember being so surprised by the the little amount of time that these young teachers had been dancing mm. and you know I gave you guys some pretty advanced stuff yes i remember that <laughs> shorty george <laughs> i remember that right i gave them i mean they were able to grasp you guys were able to grasp the con- concepts that i was mm-hmm. i was talking about and showing you very quick but you're a fabulous teacher Jackie so oh, we had never done authentic jazz by then and you just kind of opened our eyes to it and we oh, just like who doesn't do that right <laughs> i missed the last few words that you said i said that if we find a teacher who's that good you'll lap it up <laughs> oh my gosh thank you that's so sweet um but i was so inspired by you guys and i'm going to tell my the audience india is hot 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 like if you think like if you live in the New York area you know and people are complaining it's hot you have no idea what <laughs> hot really is unless you've been to Southeast Asia if you've gone to Southeast Asia and i would imagine parts of Africa that's when you know what hot is because it's not just hot it's like you're in this steam bath that just follows you wherever you go 
So, <laughs> and, and what was amazing to me about you guys is that as hot as it was, you guys never wanted to stop. Yeah. It would be after class and I would be cross-eyed going, okay, I can't pass out in front of them. I have to be able to stay on my feet. <laughs> and you guys would be asking me questions and wanting to, how do we do this? Do we do this? Do I, am I doing it right? Am I, you know, you guys were so, uh, such taskmasters. And I really, really appreciated that you all kept going. You all wanted it so badly and you just... And we had none. We, I mean, there isn't enough. And everybody who comes to teach us, even if they're coming just for a week, a month, 10 days, three days, we ask because that's our only source of information. And I mean, you can't learn dance off YouTube, right? Yeah. So when you find a person, you ask them every little question you have <laughs> because you don't know when you'll get the next one. <laughs> it was such an, an extraordinary experience in terms of you guys and how much of a sponge you were. And I think that what happens to us as we become adults, we get jaded and we think we know everything and we lose that sense of wonder and that sense of curiosity that you had when you were a child. When you see it in an adult, a young adult, or an older adult, it's so refreshing. So I thank you guys for that because I, by that point, I was doing a lot of traveling and teaching and that was feeding me because I was getting what I was kind of missing here of that excitement and that curiosity because everybody feels like they know everything. And, 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 and unfortunately, when there are trends, people want the trend and they don't yes. want the substance. You know, they want the instant gratification of, how do I get my leg up here and hold it? Forget the standing leg, they're not interested in the standing leg. Yeah. They want that high leg and they're not interested in the lifting up. So to our audience that knows nothing about dance, in anything that you do, there is a sense of alignment and dance is the same way. You know, if the foundation is weak, then you're, you know, even though everything on top of it looks pretty, you're going to crumble. Yes. And it probably won't even look pretty because it'll look unaligned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to those of us that know that. So, okay, I've got, I've gotten the beginning, I've gotten the travel to Bombay. So talk a little bit about, and this is maybe a little not unfair question because, you know, how do you explain the intangible? You know, how do you explain something that's a feeling sense? and not an intellectual sense. What was happening to you when you knew you needed to move? What was happening, if you can explain? Move to Bombay or move yeah. into dance? Move to Bombay, move to Bombay. Move to Bombay. Wow, so that, yeah. So I was, uh, I was in a relationship that was not going anywhere back in Delhi. It was a harmful one, if I may say, it wasn't it wasn't conducive for both of us. It wasn't harmful for me alone. It was just something that was, you know, not right for both of us. Right. And I had just lost my dog. So mm -hmm. I really was in a all, I was in a mess. And I think I got that opportunity to come to Bombay. And uh, just because I wanted a change firstly, I just wanted to get out of where I was and think straight. I said yes. Ah. I thought this is going to be just a five month thing for me. I was asked to come just for a couple of months and set up a new operation. Wow. And I thought I'm just going to step out and 
uh just see how it goes and uh, it was scary because i'd never lived without my parents and you know wow. we are very mollycoddled here in india our clothes are washed for us our food is cooked for us so to step out i was like fine i'm just going to do it because i need to get away from something i didn't know what it was and then when i got here it was such a new environment and i didn't have to be who i was so suddenly i was not defined by the 23 22 years of me wow i could adapt to new things i could become a new person i could bring changes in me because nobody was expecting me to be a certain way mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm making sense you are making perfect sense and i would imagine that what you just said there are some people out there listening to this going oh my god that's me <laughs> you know we, we all play these roles we don't realize we're yes. playing roles. Yes. But you're, you know, if you're a wife, you're playing a role for your husband. If you're a mother, you're playing that role. Yes. And a lot of us never get the opportunity to go, what do I want? Who am I? I mean, when I'm none of these people, who am I? Yes. And I think that is what happened to me when I got to Bombay because I didn't need to be anybody. I wasn't the right daughter or the wrong daughter. I wasn't the best or the worst girlfriend. I was not the best or the worst friend. I was just I could be anybody and I felt like this is this moment where I can ri- literally rewrite who I am. Wow. And within days I felt I started dressing differently, I started feeling different, I started thinking differently. I didn't even know that this was happening on a very subconscious level. I became who I was meant to be without the pressures of parents and family and school and boss and you know mentors and yeah. boyfriends and and i just felt like i have never been this free wow well i have to say it showed in your all of your posts along this 10 11 year period i watched you it was like watching a caterpillar turn into a beautiful butterfly you know um and i happen to think that caterpillars are beautiful so it was you were already beautiful but i watched you become this goddess I mean I just I went oh my god look at Tanu Tanu was flying like a mad woman you basically <laughs> took culturally speaking a long time to get married is that correct Oh yes I got married at 29 <laughs> That's like you should have two kids by then <laughs> <laughs> So so yeah. when, when you met your husband and you presented mm-hmm. him as the person that you were going to marry what did your family say I kind of uh didn't do it uh, in the right orthodox way. I <laughs> I did nothing in that way it seems. So I needed a new phone and I had gotten it delivered back in Delhi. So I sent my boyfriend, now husband, to my Delhi place because he was traveling for work to pick up that phone and I just told my mom to gauge the boy, you know, <laughs> get a sense. And my mom was like, "Oh my god, what has she got herself into now?" <laughs> and uh, and we just kind of got thrown into it so she they met him because he was picking up a phone and uh, and it was a yes <laughs> oh i love that <laughs> so let's let's talk about what you're doing now let's talk about your company that's another thing i've watched your company start off very small in your school and then i started seeing videos and i went oh, tanu is growing talk about the journey 
from going from, yes, we're going to establish the school to the birth of it, to the evolution of it. Um, I had another question in there. It's going to come. Talk about the birth of, (laughs) you've already talked about (laughs) person that you ended up staying with that's who Rahul and his family yes 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 okay so that's how how did that conversation even come about it was weird Uh, I moved to Bombay for just a bit and that's when I met Rahul and then uh, I kind of went back to after my five months were over in Bombay I went back to Delhi and he called me and said I think you should come back Wow. What are you doing there? That company is not the place for you. I mean, wow. you want to do something completely different. Mm. And uh, you should just come back here. I was like, where will I stay? Uh, what will I do? I'm not, I'm earning really nothing. So he's like, just come, we'll figure it out. And uh, I couldn't tell that to my parents that yeah. I'm going and I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so I told them I'm going to stay with a friend and she's she has a place and blah 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 and uh, I just came and uh, his mom agreed to keep me because she knew we were starting this company together yes. and uh, we started in a room smaller than my living room right now Wow! it was 250, 250 square feet I think and three, wow. maybe 300 yeah Wow! and we had uh, four students to start with for the first few months and uh, we started with a jazz class and uh, and a contemporary class contemporary class nobody joined so Rahul and I would just practice ourselves during that one hour but the jazz class we got four students and from four students in 300 square feet today this is the 10th year of TR dance company and we've just signed the lease on our own studio and that's 1100 square feet Oh my goodness, I'm holding my head. That is extraordinary. And congratulations. And the thing about that to our listeners is you have to step out on faith. You never know where the angels are going to come from, but they will come. The five months that you were in Bombay, you were having lots of conversations with Raul and he was listening and he knew your heart. And that's why it's so important to surround ourselves with people that get you and if it's just one person that's all you need you know because the other people come but you have to step out on faith because if you don't you will stay in that unhappy place always think what if Mm. what if Mm. and i'm so glad that i didn't have to live with a what if yes and you've touched all these young people's minds they see this woman who is a young woman and she's made her own way and my goodness how many young girls have have that in their minds who knows what they're going to create so ah you never know who you're inspiring in your own courage in your own car that you never know who you're inspiring in your own courage that is an amazing quote Wow. So now I want to talk about you and tap. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) A dance form that is not anywhere near Indian culture. No. How did did that happen? Nobody knows about it. This is crazy. I started ballet at 30 and tap at 33. (laughs) 
I love it. I love it. Ballet at 30 when people start <laughs> three years old. <laughs> yes. But, okay, so what? how did the, the tap dance end up entering your life? Rahul. Rahul mm. did it for us. Mm. Wow. He wanted to tap dance many years ago, but um, there was no information, there was no source. And um, he obviously started self-training on YouTube, watching videos and tutorials and learning tap as much as he could. Till he got an opportunity to travel and now he has learned from the world's best, Jason Samuel Smith, Sam Weber, Dormisha, I love her. So he has traveled and learned so much and he kind of got all of us infected by the tap bug. Wow. And we are the only dance company now doing tap dance in India. It's a joy. I, you know, the, um, when I saw a video of Jason, um, I went, oh my gosh. And they, I don't know Domitia, but I do know Jason. And I just went, wow, wow, wow. We were lucky. He was traveling here. He was doing a couple of shows. And we went and saw him. And we got inspired and we bought tap shoes. <laughs> and I mean, you guys are doing great. The videos that I'm seeing, the sound is clean. and It's getting um, better. It's getting better. Yes. Ankles are still a little stiff. That's okay. Because you know, you have to release the ankles. And that takes yes. time. Especially if you're a ballerina and you're used to pointing and everything is about pointing the feet. It takes some time to, to be okay. Loosen up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I want you to tell us where can we find you? And I will have all of that information in the show notes as well. Wow, great. So we are in Mumbai. We are called TR Dance Company. And our website is by the same name, trdancecompany.com. And by exactly the same name, we are on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. TR Dance Company is our handle. And me, I am Tanushri Dhondial. And uh, through the TR Dance Company handle, anybody can find me. Now, what do you envision for your future? Speaking into the universe. Yes, yes. Sending the intention. Uh, So TR Dance Company and its vision that I have for it is, I want it to become a performing company. Mm -hmm. A company that performs. Because right now, because we have people to pay, we have instructors, we have... I mean, there's so much happening that we are more of a teaching company because we have, you know, a community studio. But what I see in the next five years or 10 years is that I see my company becoming a performing company, something like the Alvin Ailey company, where we are creating works and uh, traveling the world and showing the world what India is capable of doing, given the right resources and information. That is amazing. And you end up becoming an ambassador to the world. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> you you will. You will. I wish you the most success, continued growth. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Jackie. I mean, this has been a delight. I'm so I'm so glad we did this. So am I. Thank you. I get so geeked up when I hear an inspiring story. If you are one of the many, 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 many people out there who's working a job you hate, or following a career that no longer burns for you, begin to see what it is that you actually want to do. Write it down, wherever you want to write it down. Write it on paper, write it on your phone, your computer, your tablet. Whatever works, write it down. Begin to see yourself 
having it, achieving it, creating it. Willpower, trust, faith. Don't tell yourself you can't. Don't allow anyone else to tell you you can't. Thank you for listening. If you want to find out more information about my guest, just look at the show notes. All of the links are there. And remember to roll with peace in mind. Dear listeners, I am so happy to announce there is now a group on Facebook called Riffing About the Roll with Peace in Mind podcast. Here you can share thoughts. We'll talk about episodes. What things have you tried? What's working for you? You can ask questions. You can even tell me what subjects or themes you would like to hear me cover in an upcoming episode. So join the community, share your voices, and I thank you so much for being a listener.